Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Charles Dickens was a poor city boy while Leo Tolstoy was a country gentleman. Dickens wrote weekly and monthly soap operas of his day that entertained thousands of people while Tolstoy wrote epic long movies that questioned history and social institutions like family. Dickens believed in opportunities in life, therefore was optimistic, while Tolstoy believed in mystical forces within the soil and history, therefore was fatalistic and pessimistic. Dickens' characters are mainly boys looking up to the future and dreaming of fortune, while Tolstoy's characters are men looking inside for meaning and purpose in life. Dickens' tales are overly sentimental, while Tolstoy's tales are overly moralistic. Okay, let's compare the two giants. Egalitarianism became a dominant philosophical enterprise in the 19th century, especially after the 1840s. The most famous example is of course Karl Marx, who argued for total equality. In the 18th century, the Enlightenment philosophers like Rousseau, Voltaire and others believed that humans were equal, at least on paper. But then the Industrial Revolution in Europe showed the stark inequality among people. To compound that, warfare showed the sacrifice of ordinary soldiers was not recognized, yet the glory went to the leaders, generals and kings. There was outrage and anger among the 19th century thinkers, but novelists captured this inequality in their writing too. Two of the most famous writers who lived in this period are Charles Dickens and Leo Tolstoy. Charles Dickens is perhaps the greatest English novelist of all time. No English writer has captured the imagination of English readers as much as Dickens. His novels such as Great Expectations, A Tale of Two Cities, A Christmas Carol are read by nearly every English man or woman. If Shakespeare pioneered English literature, Dickens perfected the art of storytelling through dramatization. Similarly, Leo Tolstoy and Fyodor Dostoevsky are two towering figures of Russian literature. While Dostoevsky's style is more psychological, Tolstoy is more sociological, as a result more comparable to Dickens. Of course, Tolstoy came a few years later, so he had the advantage of reading Dickens. In fact, Tolstoy used Dickens as an inspiration to write. He had a photo of Dickens in his study as a guide, a guru who motivated him to keep writing. 
Tolstoy's first three novels, Childhood, Boyhood, and Youth, are modeled on Dickens's David Copperfield. But then Tolstoy traveled to France and got to know Victor Hugo and perhaps Gustave Flaubert, the father of realism, so he adapted realism as his style. Dickens's style combines fairy tale of fortune with the harsh reality of concrete colliding with steel during the Industrial Revolution in England. There's been a lot of comparison in recent years. For example, Intelligence Squared had a big discussion with some famous actors comparing the two giants. Also, the YouTubers Emmy and Caroline Mary Reitz have created hours of content comparing the two writers. I think the main reason they are compared is their focus on social justice. Dickens wrote about the English poor of the Industrial Revolution, while Tolstoy wrote about the underprivileged soldiers and peasants in Russia. Dickens wrote about economic inequality, while Tolstoy wrote about the historical injustice of only a few people getting recognition while the sacrifice of others are forgotten. Dickens wrote about the ugly side of the Industrial Revolution, while Tolstoy wrote about the ugly side of history and warfare. At the heart of their writing is an egalitarian philosophy of a more just society for all. So in this video I'll compare the two by looking at their lives, novels, writing styles, themes and characters etc. At the end I'll try to answer whether today we are more Dickensian characters or Tolstoyan characters. The point of this comparison not to prove who is better but to shed light on both writers. I think we humans are hardwired to compare things for the sake of knowledge. So my attempt is for you to learn something about both authors. But first let me tell you about their lives. Life English Peasant versus Russian Count Dickens was born in 1812 in Portsmouth, some 120 kilometers south of London. Due to his father's job, he lived in various places in and around London. In 1824, when Dickens was 12, his father was sent to prison for unpaid debt. This must have been a huge setback for the family as he was the breadwinner. This mirror Cervantes' life as his father was also in prison when he was a child for the same crime, unpaid debt. This problem with the legal system and poverty would dominate Dickens's novels. Tolstoy was born in 1828, some 16 years after Dickens in Yasnaya Polyana, some 200 kilometers south of Moscow. Unlike Dickens's modest background, Tolstoy was born a count, whose aristocratic family owned a huge estate and many serfs. While Dickens struggled with poverty, Tolstoy struggled with life. When he was two years old, he lost his mother, and when he was nine, he lost his father. As a result, Tolstoy grappled throughout his life with this existentialist question, what is the purpose of life, which dominated most of his novels. Dickens, a young boy, was forced to work 10 hours a day to earn a living. Aged 15, he started to work at a law office so he could continue his studies. Dickens was very bright and a very quick learner. He also learned how to write shorthand, which helped him become a reporter. He quickly rose up the ranks in the media world. Alongside being a journalist for various newspapers and magazines, he also started writing short stories. His intelligence and hard work allowed him to move up the socio-economic ladder quite rapidly. This is the Industrial Revolution in England and the British Empire at its height of power in the world. So anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Unlike Dickens, Tolstoy was a sloppy student. He quit his university's Oriental Languages degree. When life is hard, it toughens you up. When life is easy, you create your own dramas in your life. Tolstoy was a wealthy young man, did what most of his station would. He pursued women, alcohol and gambling. 
But after a while, he realized he needed a bigger purpose in life. He joined the Russian army in the Crimean War of 1850s to toughen up. This experience was huge for him as he later used it in his masterpiece, War and Peace. But experiencing the horrors of war also shifted his perspective towards pacifism. Now, an established journalist and writer, in 1836, Dickens, aged 24, married Catherine and together they had 10 children. So he wasn't just a prolific writer, he was also busy in the bedroom. Things were looking up for him, so in 1842, he traveled to the US and Canada, where he was like a rock star, like the Beatles, so people attended his lectures and talks. After his return to England, he decided to travel to Europe for some quiet and peace. This reflection allowed him to write more serious novels. In 1846, he also met a few French writers like Alexandre Dumas and Victor Hugo. I think Balzac was too busy writing because he was a machine. Flaubert was too young or too busy making endless drafts of his novels. Dickens loved the French language, culture, but mainly wine and cheese. In 1862, Tolstoy, aged 34, married Sophia, who was 18 at the time. If Dickens had 10 kids, Tolstoy did a few better, as he had 13 children. If Dickens traveled to America, Tolstoy made many trips to Europe, mainly France, where he met the same Victor Hugo in 1861, some 15 years after Dickens. Mr. Hugo must have been very busy with all these English-Russian young writers visiting him. Tolstoy's meeting with Hugo made a massive impression on him when he read Le Miserable. Now Tolstoy had a purpose, to write a novel nobody else had written. He returned to Russia and started writing War and Peace. In 1857, when he was 45, Dickens hit a midlife crisis. Well, not exactly, but he fell in love with an 18-year-old woman. He divorced the mother of his 10 kids and went with a younger woman. They remained together until his death in 1870. Dickens had a stroke and died aged 58. Unlike Dickens seeking a younger woman, Tolstoy's crisis was mainly for life's purpose. In 1880, when he was in his 50s, he disowned his novels and confessed his religious belief. Throughout his life, he struggled for meaning, constantly moving between Schopenhauer's negation of the self and the Christian belief. In 1910, Tolstoy ran away from his house and died at a train station. He was 82 years old. Dickens supported many charities for the disadvantaged people and advocated against slavery, terrible labor conditions, and poverty among the working class. Tolstoy valued education, so he founded many schools for the Russian peasants and advocated for pacifism, universalism, and most importantly, an agrarian way of life in the country. Because for Tolstoy, true happiness was when you produce your own food. Dickens was 5'8", or 173 cm tall, and preferred a more comfortable city life, while Tolstoy was 5'11", or 181 cm, and enjoyed the country. Dickens was an Industrial Revolution success story of a poor boy becoming one of the greatest novelists, while Tolstoy was a Russian success story of a rich man becoming one of the greatest writers. Novels, TV show versus movie Dickens and Tolstoy had a somewhat similar output. Dickens wrote more novels with shorter length, while Tolstoy wrote fewer but longer novels. Dickens was a serial writer, like a daytime TV soap opera. Tolstoy, however, wrote more like a long project or an epic movie. Of course, Dickens wrote for money, so he had to write regularly. Tolstoy, however, was wealthy enough to write whenever he felt like. 
Dickens's first novel was Pickwick Papers, published between 1836 and 37. It's about Mr. Pickwick, a kind gentleman who travels through England to learn about the country. But a misunderstanding with a woman sends him to prison for an unpaid debt, just like Dickens's father. Dickens' second novel, Oliver Twist, published between 1837 and 39, is about an orphan boy, Oliver, who is sold into apprenticeship, but he escapes the harsh working condition to join the London's underground criminals. Dickens drew on his own experience as a working boy to expose the plight of poor children in Victorian London, and as a result is considered a social protest novel. Dickens' third novel, Nicholas Nickleby, published in 1838 and 39, is also about a poor boy who has to work to support his mother, which resembles Dickens' own life as a working boy. Tolstoy's first novel, Childhood, published in 1852, which he followed with his second novel, Boyhood, two years later in 1854, and a third one called Youth in 1857, as part of a trilogy telling his own life growing up, an aristocrat while the peasants lived in poverty. It's also about his own life growing up, losing his parents and living a privileged life while the peasant had very little which made him guilty for the rest of his life. So Tolso and Dickens came from two ends of the socio-economic spectrum. In 1841, Dickens published two novels, The Old Curiosity Shop, which is about an unfortunate teenage girl trying to help her grandfather avoid poverty and Barnaby Rudge, a historical novel about a forbidden love between a Catholic and a Protestant. In 1840s, Dickens published five novellas, and most famous being Christmas Carol, about a miserly old man who is haunted by three ghosts, past, present and future, which is very clever about time being the biggest terror in one's life. It's also Dickens' most popular work around the world, and a Christmas phenomena which, according to some, cemented the myth and legends of Christmas. Dickens, obsessed over money, saw it as a blessing but also a curse. I don't blame him, he had 10 children to feed. After his return from France in 1860s, Tolstoy locked himself in his country house to write the beast of a novel to show the French that the Russians were as good as the rest of Europe. Published in 1869, War and Peace tells the story of the Napoleonic Wars of 1805 and 1812. But it's more than a novel. In it, Tolstoy challenges historians, but he also tells the story of hundreds of characters from top to the bottom, from Napoleon to some ordinary soldiers. I have a very detailed summary of the novel if you like to watch. In 1850, Dickens published his most autobiographical novel, David Copperfield. It is about a boy growing up in Victorian England in the age of industrial revolution and the social upward mobility. In 1852, Dickens wrote Bleak House. If War and Peace is Tolstoy's greatest novel, Bleak House is Dickens's greatest novel. Tolstoy wrote about the heroic battles and the nightmares of war. Dickens's novel is about the legal battle and the nightmare of the legal system. Like in all Dickens's novels, money is at the heart of the novel, in a long legal battle over inheritance money. John Dice vs. John Dice is a legendary legal battle that lasted decades. In 1877, Tolstoy published his second most famous novel, Anna Karenina, which is also Tolstoy's own favorite. It's about a married woman, Anna, who falls in love with an army officer and leaves her husband with disastrous consequences for everyone. I have reviewed it in a separate video if you like to watch. In 1850s, Dickens wrote Hard Time, Little Dorrit, and his best-known historical novel, A Tale of Two Cities, which is about Paris and London during the French Revolution of 1789. 
1860, he wrote Great Expectations about a young boy whose life takes a dramatic turn when he meets a convict. The story is somewhat similar to Dostoevsky's novels in a sense that even the most flawed human beings have some redeeming qualities. I included this in my top 10 English novels of all time. Dickens' last complete novel is Our Mutual Friend, about social mobility in England. Just like all Dickens' novels, it's of course about money. In 1886, Tolstoy wrote The Death of Ivan Illich, a meditation on meaning of life and death. In 1899, Tolstoy published his other big novel, Resurrection, about past guilt and the injustice of social class and the corruption of the legal system in Russia. Tolstoy's last novel, Haji Murad, published two years after his death, is about a Muslim warrior in the Caucasus. Dickens wrote 15 novels and 5 novellas, a career that lasted 33 years between 1837 and 1870. Tolstoy, on the other hand, wrote 3 enormous novels and 11 novellas, a career that lasted 42 years. Style Industrial Fairy Tale versus Russian Realism Dickens' style of storytelling is perhaps best described as a fairy tale of the industrial age, in which young people, mainly boys, try to seek their fortune in the city, mainly London, and also abroad in the colonies. He lived during a time when upward mobility was changing the face of the highly class-based English society. People with good education and intelligence were able to work their way up the socio-economic hierarchy. Dickens himself is a perfect example. A man of modest background became one of the best-selling authors of his day. Dickens entertained thousands of people on a weekly and monthly basis. As I said earlier, Tolstoy has an advantage over Dickens because he came a few years later. By then, realism was becoming the dominant literary form. But to compound that, Russia has a harsh climate, so people are slightly tougher than the English. While Dickens wrote amazing stories with a fairy tale tinge, Tolstoy went to the heart of the matter to tell harsh realities of life that cut really deep. If Dickens is a storyteller, Tolstoy is a philosopher and sociologist, who instead of challenging the class system in England, challenged history and historians. Dickens is part of a very rich literary tradition going all the way back to Shakespeare, one of the greatest dramatists in human history. That's why Dickens' dramatic storytelling comes quite naturally. Tolstoy, however, operates in a country that has no such an accomplished literary history back then, so he takes up the challenge of putting Russia on the map of European literature. He looked up to the French, spoke the same language, so he combined French literary realism with his Russian or Eastern mysticism to create something unique. While Europe is scientific-minded, Russia has its mystical force, which he talks about in War and Peace as a catalyst for the Russians to defeat Napoleon's army, the most sophisticated fighting machine back then. So Tolstoy took up the job of becoming the Shakespeare of Russia, or something close to that. Dickens was an amazing comic genius of his day. His novels are littered with hilarious scenes, comedy of manners, misunderstanding, ironic twists, and absurdist situations. In Pickwick Papers, the ending is incredibly ironic. The man pays the legal cost, which frees him and his rival. In Bleak House, the long-running legal case is absurd, like a Kafkaesque nightmare. Incidentally, Kafka was immensely influenced by Dickens, especially in his novel America. Tolstoy, like all Russians, doesn't laugh or smile. His style is for the most part direct, gloomy, and dark as his characters scramble for a place in society, but most importantly seeking for some meaning in life. 
Tolstoy's stories are sweeping tales of countries, cities, generations of people. Tolstoy's tales are more philosophical and seek virtue, meaning, and purpose. Dickens' style is more optimistic about the future, as his characters' goals are to better their lives. While Tolstoy's style is realistic, which means more pessimistic as a result. Because let's face it, real life sucks for the most part, especially if you lived in 19th century Russia. Dickens is looking at a castle from his modest shack and dreaming, while Tolstoy is in his castle looking down at the shack and feeling guilty. Dickens wrote entertaining tales, while Tolstoy wrote philosophical epics. Dickens' most famous line comes from A Tale of Two Cities, quote, It was the best of times, it was the worst of times, it was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity. It was a season of light, it was a season of darkness. It was a spring of hope, it was a winter of despair. We had everything before us, we had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven, we were all going direct the other way. In short, the period was so far like the present day. Tolstoy's most famous quote comes from Anna Karenina. All happy families are alike, each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Here's a quote from War and Peace. If everyone fought for their own convictions, there would be no war. Simply looking at these quotes, we can see that Dickens is more concerned with the poetic, lyrical, and stylistic side of writing and storytelling. Even this passage from A Tale of Two Cities is a story in itself. While Tolstoy is more concerned with wisdom, profundity, and depth, Dickens' line, if you look closely, doesn't make sense. How can two opposites be true at the same time? Well, in storytelling, you can compress two different locations and times into one. You can shrink time. That's the magic of storytelling. Here's an example of Tolstoy's language from Anna Karenina when Levin is so much in love with Kitty. He so well knew that feeling of Levin's, that for him all the girls in the world were divided in two classes. One class, all the girls in the world except her and those girls with all sorts of human weaknesses, and very ordinary girls. The other class, she alone, having no weaknesses of any sort, and higher than all humanity. Here is Dickens in Great Expectation about Pip's love for Stella. The unqualified truth is that when I loved Stella with the love of a man, I loved her simply because I found her irresistible. I loved her against reason, against promise, against peace, against hope, against happiness, against all discouragement that could be. Once for all, I loved her nonetheless, because I knew it, and it had no more influence in restraining me than if I had devoutly believed her to be human perfection. As we can see, both Tolstoy and Dickens describe love as perfection. When you love someone, you are blind to their flaws. You only see the good side. But what's interesting is that Tolstoy separates her from the rest of humanity, almost godlike, while Dickens is more focused on the irrational side of love of a man who would do anything to achieve his goal. Tolstoy's Levin is a bit passive, while Dickens's Pip is poised to do anything to get her. But as things transpire, Levin gets his woman, while Pip fails. So to sum up, Dickens is more concerned to tell you an entertaining story because in industrial age the customer is God. Tolstoy's style is to write a novel, make it as long as possible, pick a fight with historians and blame everything on some mystical force of history. Readers, Tolstoy didn't think the customers were always right. He was a Russian man, so he didn't care what others thought about him. Dickens was an Englishman, he was very worried about what others, I mean his readers, thought about him and his stories. 
Dickens catered for his readers while Tolstoy catered for himself. Characters Dickens and Tolstoy's characters differ in their socioeconomic class. Dickens' tales are somewhat Cinderella-type, poor people looking up, while Tolstoy's tales are about wealthy people with one eye looking down at the peasants, with the other eye looking at themselves in search of purpose. As a result, Dickens' stories are more sentimental and makes you pity them and even feel guilty as to how they are victimized by society and circumstance. Quote, in the little world in which children have their existence, whoever brings them up, there is nothing so finely perceived and so finely felt as injustice. While in Tolstoy's tales, his characters sort of accept their fate and are less likely to complain about their lives. Here is a quote from Anna Karenina, when a man cheats on his wife and the guilt that follows. Stepan Arkadovich could be calm when they thought of his wife, he could hope that she would come around as Matvey expressed it, and could quietly go on reading his paper and drinking his coffee, but when he saw her tortured, suffering face, heard the tone of her voice, submissive to fate and full of despair, there was a catch in his breath and a lump in his throat, and his eyes began to shine with tears. My God, what have I done? Dolly, for God's sake, you know? He could not go on. There was a sob in his throat. She shut the bureau with a slam and glanced at him. Dolly, what can I say? One thing, forgive. Remember, can nine years of my life atone for an instant? At the end, she does forgive him and the couple stay married together because Russians are realistic. Of course, most of his characters are well off, but they still suffer greatly due to historical events or family expectations or even poverty. Dickens' characters have a purpose to better their lives economically. Even the term Dickensian today means a kind of social climbing. Here's a quote from David Copperfield. Annual income, £20. Annual expenditure, 19 19 and 6 Result, happiness. Annual income, £20. Annual expenditure, £20. Ought and 6 Result, misery. Tolstoy's character, however, not all, but mostly have no financial goals, so they look for something grander than money, happiness beyond the material comfort. They seek spiritual comfort. Age also plays an important role in their characters. Dickens's most enduring characters are children from disadvantaged families, mostly orphan, who chase their dream in the big city. David Copperfield, Oliver Twist, Pip and the Great Expectations are, are just a few examples. Tolstoy's characters are for the most part adults who are caught up in social and historical events. Pierre and Natasha in War and Peace, Anna and Levin and Anna Karenina all look for happiness and meaning, but have to struggle with the tide of history or family expectation. Tolstoy famously said that all great literature is of one of two kinds, either a hero takes a journey or a stranger comes to town. So to understand Dickens and Tolstoy, I would change the quote and say all great literature is a child growing up or an adult looking back to his or her own childhood. A good example is Marcel Proust's novel In Search of Lost Time, Dostoevsky's The Bronze Karamazov. In fact, the act of novel writing or fiction writing is a grown-up trying to do child play. In fact, both Dickens and Tolstoy were obsessed with children as the most beautiful period in one's life. Dickens' novels are all about children growing up, while Tolstoy's novels are about adults lost or seeking a path. Dickens' characters are shackled by poverty, so he wants the rich to share their wealth with the poor, while Tolstoy's characters are shackled by history and social conventions. The poor have no financial means, while the wealthy are stuck by norms. 
Dickens' characters, while hampered economically, are psychologically freer. Tolstoy's characters are the opposite. While they don't lack in wealth, but mentally they feel stifled by the social norms and family expectations, so they seek meaning from the peasant. Here's a quote from Anna Karenina when the couple finally have everything they expected. Vronsky, meanwhile, in spite of complete realization of what he had so long desired, was not perfectly happy. He soon felt that the realization of his desires gave him no more than a grain of sand out of the mountain of happiness he had expected. It showed him the mistake men make in picturing themselves happiness as the realization of their desires. For the most part, Dickens' characters are slightly more square, meaning they have little room to grow and change. In other words, Dickens' characters are either heroes or villains, while Tolstoy's characters are more fluid and able to grow on the page and they have many contradictions. In other words, his characters are neither complete villains nor complete heroes, but a mix of both, which is closer to reality. In real life, we are all full of contradictions and have the dark and light within us. I think it has to do with their styles. Dickens' style is a bit older, archaic, while Tolstoy's style is realistic. One could say that Dickens wrote many types of characters, meaning they differ from one another. Tolstoy, however, has more characters that are similar in their outlook and life. I think Dickens wrote about the other people, while Tolstoy mostly wrote about himself. In other words, he put himself in his character's shoes to animate them with the reality of the world. As we know, Tolstoy struggled with his own happiness and meaning in life. So naturally, his characters had the same struggle. Quote, Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. Tolstoy was acutely aware of the internal struggle of his generation. Because of Tolstoy's realism, George Orwell made a distinction between the two, characterizing Dickens' characters as static while Tolstoy's characters keep growing and changing. Dickens' tales make you feel good about people while Tolstoy tells you about the uncomfortable truths of life. So to sum up, Dickens tells his characters, smile boy, while Tolstoy tells his characters, why smile? These are still the stereotypes about the English and Russian people. English people smile to cover awkwardness, while Russians don't smile and don't care about awkwardness. Themes Dickens' canvas was the English Industrial Revolution, where factories smoke like cigarette addict, and more specifically the financial capital of the empire, London. While the north and middle of England had all the factories where thousands of people moved in and out with their faces blackened by the smoke, London, however, was covered in fog of a different sort. Here, people stored their money in banks and stocks. Tolstoy's canvas is 19th century Russia, wars, rapid modernization of big cities like St. Petersburg and Moscow. But most importantly, his canvas is the debate between East and West, Russia versus Europe. While Tolstoy for the most part ignored the debate, he was not immune from it. Unlike Dostoevsky, Tolstoy is more welcoming of the West. However, his heart was always with the Russian peasants and the, ag and the agricultural class. In fact, in his novels, the deepest wisdom about the meaning of life mostly comes from the poor, peasants or servants. In War and Peace, Pierre, in his darkest hour, captured by the French army, meets a common man who rejuvenates his spirit by giving him a bigger perspective on life. Another example is in the death of Ivan Illich. Ivan is not afraid of death after speaking to his servant. 
Dickens wrote about the fog of the Industrial Revolution and the legal system. For example, in Bleak House, he writes, Fog everywhere, fog up the river where it flows among green airs and meadows, fog down the river where it rolls defiled among the tiers of shipping, and the waterside pollution of a great and dirty city, chance people on the bridges peeping over the parapets into the into the nether sky of fog, with fog all around them, as if they were up in a balloon and hanging in the misty clouds. Tolstoy, on the other hand, wrote about the fog of war, gunpowder, and war and peace. Quote, The night was foggy, and through the fog, moonlight gleamed mysteriously. Yes, tomorrow, tomorrow, he thought. Tomorrow, everything may be over for me. All these memories will be no more. None of them will have any meaning for me. Tomorrow, perhaps, even certainly, I have a presentiment that for the first time, I shall have to show all I can do. And his imagination pictured the battle, its loss, the concentration of fighting at one point, and the hesitation of all the commanders. Here, Tolstoy's character contemplates that his life might be over very soon. But in this passage, the fog provides a kind of security blanket in which soldiers feel safe. Quote, the fog had grown so dense that though it was growing light, they could not see ten paces ahead. Bushes looked like gigantic trees and level ground like cliffs and slopes. Anywhere on any side, one might encounter an enemy invisible ten paces off. But the columns advanced for a long time, always in the same fog, descending and ascending hills, avoiding gardens and enclosures, going over new and unknown ground and nowhere encountering the enemy. On the contrary, the soldiers became aware that in front, behind and all sides, other Russian columns were moving in the same direction. Every soldier felt glad to know that to the unknown place where he was going, many more of our men were going too. This is incredibly powerful as you can see things through the perspective of a soldier feeling comfort that he's surrounded by his fellow soldiers. Just as a baby feels safe surrounded by his parents and family. Tolstoy was no nationalist, but he saw the power of group over an individual. Tolstoy also talks about the trains smoking dashing between Moscow and St. Petersburg and Anna Karenina. Dickens wrote about how to move out of poverty and gain financial freedom, while Tolstoy wrote about surviving wars and existential meaning and happiness. Dickens wrote social protest novels, while Tolstoy protested against historians and societal expectations. In fact, the main theme of War and Peace is his, this question of great men. Historians believe that men like Napoleon, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan are the protagonists of history. But Tolstoy disagrees that they are great because of the action of all those people around them, the soldiers, the peasants, the women and children, but most crucially those who came before them and the historical events prior. What's so ironic is that Tolstoy didn't believe in great men, he himself became one. Today as one of the greatest Russian writers of all time, or even world's greatest writer. Statistics When it comes to stats on Goodreads, Dickens wins in the number of ratings and reviews, but Tolstoy wins in enjoyment. Dickens has 3.5 million ratings, while Tolstoy has 1.4 million. Dickens has 115,000 reviews, while Tolstoy has 70,000 views. It's no surprise, given the fact that the English language gives Dickens a huge advantage. First, there are far more English speakers in the world than Russian. Second, almost 30% of the world speaks English, either as a first language or a second language. I say India reads Dickens. 
But people enjoy Tolstoy's work more than Dickens' work as Tolstoy gets an average of 4.07 stars, while Dickens gets 3.9 stars. Dickens' most popular book on Goodread is A Tale of Two Cities with 870,000 ratings, followed by Great Expectations with 720,000 ratings and A Christmas Carol by 710,000. Tolstoy's most popular novel is Anna Karenina with 750,000 ratings and followed by War and Peace with 300,000 ratings and The Death of Ivan Illich with 120,000 ratings. Now, which you should read? I usually say read both, but here I'll say read both but at different times. When you read Tolstoy, it can get a bit heavy, so to lighten up your mood, read some Dickens. Previously, I've said that I love Russian literature because it tells you the ugly truth, but to counterbalance that, I often read one of Haruki Murakami's books to escape reality for a bit. Of course, reading Dickens is not an escape altogether, but he does make you feel good about the world. Also, I should point out that Tolstoy is not all bleak, but it doesn't shield you either. In my video comparing Tolstoy to Dostoevsky, I said Tolstoy was a great mother, compassionate, generous, and someone who loves kids, while Dostoevsky was the brooding father seeking solitude in some underground or Siberia. Now, comparing Dickens to Tolstoy, it's obvious that Dickens is more motherly as he believes in the magic of stories, the elements of fantasy, and surprises in life, while Tolstoy, while Tolstoy, like a father, tells you about the harsh realities of life. But I should make it clear that Dickens wrote about children, but he did not write for children. Purpose For me, Tolstoy's novels have incredible philosophical and psychological depth. But Dickens' novels are greatly entertaining and funny. If you're a serious and seasoned reader, you will enjoy Tolstoy more. For me, Russian literature in general is like a punch in the face. I love it for its brutal honesty about the ugliness of the world and reality. Tolstoy confronts you to seek a deeper purpose in life. Of course, I don't enjoy his moralistic stance sometimes, but his novels open his characters, flush them out, and you can see through them. While in Dickens' novel, the struggle is more material, legal, external. In Tolstoy's, however, the struggle is more internal, existential, and spiritual. As a result, Dickens' novels are hopeful and optimistic, while Tolstoy's novels are often hopeless and pessimistic. Dickens primarily wrote for money, and Tolstoy mainly wrote for artistic expression and legacy. As a result, Dickens cares about the reader more, tries to entertain you, and puts in a lot of effort to tell you a cracking story. While Tolstoy mostly has his own agenda, maybe agenda is not the right word, he is seeking a purpose for himself through his writing. But also he is a philosopher and a visionary who wants to change the world through his words. When you read a Dickens' novel, you don't know where the story is going, as they twist and turn. Dickens was a genius storyteller. Well, he had to because his career depended on it. Every week and month, thousands of people were waiting for him. When ships docked in New York, people queued up or even scrambled to get their copy of the newspaper or magazine like it was Black Friday. It was a serial mania. Tolstoy, on the other hand, is less concerned with his story but more focused on understanding reality. In other words, Dickens was like a factory producing highly entertaining novels. As a result, his characters more archetypal and fixed. He relied on his readers enjoying his books so the newspaper could get their subscribers growing. It's like a YouTuber, you always want to produce content people want to watch. So Dickens knew his readers. Tolstoy would be a terrible YouTuber. Imagine War and Peace type of content on YouTube. Dickens rode the wave of new educated people being able to read for pleasure thanks to the education system producing more readers like a factory would. 
He wrote about the Industrial Revolution, people seeking their fortune, but he also benefited from the education system. As a result, Dickens himself, a poor boy, was an industrial age success story thanks to mass education. Not only he received an education, but also mass education increased his readership. It was a win-win all around. Tolstoy published his books mostly in long format. Why? Money wasn't his concern, but of course he did get rich. He earned a lot from his writing, which became a huge problem for him. Tolstoy wanted to donate his money for some charitable causes, but his wife was fiercely opposed, hence a very unhappy family. Today. Now the question I posed earlier, are we becoming more Dickensian or Tolstoyan as characters in our own lives in today's world? We expect people to be more rounder people, meaning with more flexibility to grow and change, or the ability to have widely contradicting opinions and behaviors, because we live in a more open and accepting world, which is more in the mold of Tolstoy. But since we live in a very political and culturally polarized society, the characters visible are more Dickensian, meaning people are more stuck in their views and less flexible to change. People are either just good or just bad. At least that's how we see people in the media. Politics is characterized by Dickensian personalities, heroes and villains. But I could be wrong, in real life we are more Tolstoyan. We have all the contradictions of Tolstoy's characters. We have the good, the bad, the ugly, the sublime all inside us. But when it comes to displaying those, we only show the good side on social media, which skews our perception of others. So in private, we are Tolstoyan, round, contradictory, happy, miserable. But in public, we are Dickensian, fixed, square, and always heroically happy, and others are labeled as this or that. When young, we have a more rigid way of seeing the world, but as we grow old, we become to accept people's contradictions, life's nuances, and seek greater meaning. So in our early years, we see the world through a Dickensian lens, and later in life through a Tolstoyan lens. Another important distinction is that I think, unlike Dickens' character, most people in the West or rich countries suffer not from poverty or lack of food, but quite the opposite. People suffer from overeating. 30% of English people are obese according to Health Survey England in 2019. Has food become too cheap? No, I think it's something else. We are missing something else, so overeating is not because we are hungry, it's because we are hungry for some purpose in life, which is more in line with Tolstoy's writing. I'm lethargic, but we are also hooked to shopping and social media and our search for some recognition and meaning in life. So overeating, alcohol, and social media distraction are coping mechanisms for lack of greater meaning or purpose. I could be wrong. Another big trend is urbanization. Dickens' characters went to the cities to seek their financial fortune. Globally, more people are moving to the city, but among the rich, however, the trend is in the opposite direction. Rich British people move to the countryside. Tolstoy's characters saw their future in the soil, in the country, among the peasants, and close to nature. In fact, Tolstoy lived most of his life in his country state, Yasnaya Polyana. In the city, we see all kinds of people, therefore we are meant to show compassion. Dickens' prose seek our sympathy and compassion for the disadvantage in the city, where the poor and rich live side by side. In the countryside, life is a lot tougher, so Tolstoy talks about some mystical force of nature that gives your life meaning so you don't despair over poverty. Here's a quote from Tolstoy's family happiness. 
a quiet, secluded life in the country with the possibility of being useful to people to whom it is easy to do good and who are not accustomed to have it done to them. Then work, which one hopes may be of some use. Then rest, nature, books, music, love for one's neighbor. Such is my idea of happiness. Just a quick announcement. I have just started a Patreon page. For those who don't know, it's a website where people support online creators they like. In the olden days, people donated money to artists, writers, and entertainers they like. I consider myself an entertainer, so I would love it if you join my Patreon. Here are a few benefits of being my Patreon. You get to watch the videos earlier than others. You also have access to my video transcripts, private chat community, your name appears in my future video credit or description, online hangout, online book discussion, ex exclusive Patreon-only content, and more. There are a few tiers you can choose from. Also, for those not able to join, I'll continue making videos as normal. So Patreon is a little extra for those who want it. I'm no Russian count or oligarch, but a Dickensian character, so I really appreciate you considering to be my benefactor to support me in covering the costs of hardware, books, storage space, and, and other related costs of maintaining a channel and podcast. Check out my Patreon page for more details. As always, thank you so much for your support. Without your support, the channel would not have existed. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.